and you want them to be so compelled by your amazing image that they click on your (laughs) blog post. And they find really relevant content when they get there. It's key. Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 107. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast for nomadic entrepreneurs. And before jumping into today's episode, I just want to say I'm sorry I have missed the last couple of weeks of Friday episodes. So if you listen to the first Make Me Feel Dumb series a couple of weeks ago with Nathan Barry, you know that I'm behind on those. No excuses. We just haven't gotten them pushed out. I haven't gotten them pushed out 100% on me. So I apologize, guys. Those are coming and I appreciate your emails and uh, lets me know that you guys are listening when you email me and you're like, what the heck, man? You haven't published a test drive or a Make Me Feel Dumb series. So thank you, guys. They are coming and just a little bit delayed on those. On today's test drive, Alyssa is taking over the podcast to talk about how we've been working to grow website referrals from Pinterest. Hey guys, it is Alyssa getting to host the podcast today. Back by, you know, popular demand. Back in episode 78, Heath went out of town, forgot to pack his podcast mic, and I got to take over the podcast. Today I get to take over to talk about Pinterest because Heath knows nothing about our Pinterest account, not even the login, password, any of that. Probably couldn't even find it on Pinterest.com because he has never, never really been on Pinterest. So he asked me to take over and talk about this with our podcast editor, Kelsey, who actually runs all of our Pinterest account. In this episode, we get pretty nitty gritty. We talk about how to set up a business account with Pinterest, how to get clicks back to your website, back to your blog, and how to automate Pinterest so that you don't have to sit there all the time clicking and repinning and liking all these other images just to get people to notice you on Pinterest. And so we get very, very tactical and to make it a little bit simpler, especially for those of you that are driving or running whenever you're listening to this podcast and you don't have a chance to take notes, we've got a download on the show notes page. So last year, Heath and I merged our websites together from heathpaget.com and alyssapaget.com to create just heathandalyssa.com. And by the end of the year, we are averaging 35,000 views a month to our website. So our goal for this year in 2017 was to triple that and average 100K views a month by December, which was a really intense goal for us. Our biggest strategy for getting 100K page views a month was to start getting our names and links out to our site on more search engines. Google is consistently our number one referrer every day, with Facebook always being a close second, but we're missing on three really big search engines, YouTube, Amazon, and Pinterest. As you may know from past podcast episodes, we started our YouTube in January, where we have about 2,500 subscribers, and we've posted 25 videos so far. If you follow us on YouTube, you know that I haven't posted any in about four months, but you know that's beside the point. And we also just launched my book last week on Amazon. But in today's podcast, we're going to talk about Pinterest. I know for many bloggers, Pinterest is their number one referrer for traffic. I don't know how, because Heath and I have never created pinnable images. We didn't even have a Pinterest business account, and we really didn't do anything to be on Pinterest whatsoever. We kind of had written it off as that's for mommy bloggers, crafters, all those, you know, girly companies. Then in the spring, just a few months ago, we noticed one day that we had 100 views to a really old blog post through Pinterest, when we were previously averaging maybe five views a day from Pinterest. 
I looked at the pin that was causing all this traffic and it was not even an image. So what Pinterest will do if someone links to your website and you don't have a pinnable image, it will auto make a pin that is just like the word title of your blog on a brown square. It is the ugliest thing and I would never click on it, but a hundred people did in one day. I guess it was a great title. It was our uh, post on 13 RVing essentials and that was huge for us. So seeing that, okay, Pinterest can be a great referrer. I instantly got into canva.com where you can make social images and I made a pinnable image for this blog post. And consistently, now that I have a pinnable image and I've pinned it on, you know, my own actual personal Pinterest account, it consistently gets us a couple thousand views each month, which is just incredible. And bonus, this post is loaded with Amazon affiliate links. So we've noticed a huge spike in our Amazon associates commissions each month as well. So we finally realized the power of Pinterest and we we really should have developed a Pinterest strategy years ago, but uh, we knew we wanted to do this right. And Heath and I had so much going on this year that learning Pinterest was not high on our priority list. And so interestingly enough, our friend Kelsey, who you may have heard of back in episode 78, whenever she and I took over the podcast when Heath is out of town, and you may have heard her mentioned as our podcast producer, she sent us this proposal this like super intense PowerPoint with like screenshots of our current Pinterest and basically notes of how much we sucked at Pinterest and how she could make it awesome. So we instantly were like, okay, you're you're hired. If you want to do this, you've got the insight. You obviously can see where we are already failing. Like, go ahead, like take over. Here's my password. Work your magic. So I brought Kelsey onto the show today to talk about everything she's done to grow our Pinterest. So thank you, Kelsey, for hanging out with me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk about Pinterest. Kelsey, like, totally nerds out about Pinterest. I love So Pinterest. you will hear this in this episode. You'll hear her excitement. So I just looked it up. You sent over your initial Pinterest proposal May 31st of this year. Yeah. And according to our Slack, we did not start until August 27th. Yeah, it took a while to convince you guys that it was important. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I kind of made it sound in the intro, like we like instantly jumped on it. No, it was about four months later that we, we finally got around to I it. I think it was also too, like, I, I try not to focus on the profile sucking. I was trying to focus more <laughs> on like, look at where it could be. No, you did a good job because you did convince us that we could we could be on Pinterest and we could be on it and actually do well yeah yeah because you talked about all those mommy bloggers I mean yeah mm -hmm. like Pinterest is known for being about mommy bloggers and crafters but those crafters are making thousands of dollars on Pinterest so (laughs) goals right there goals so we were looking at some stats about just why we wanted to be on Pinterest in general and it said 87% of people that have a Pinterest account have purchased something because they found it on Pinterest which is an insane stat. And I was thinking, you know, oh, I've never bought anything because I found it on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. But I have. That's yeah. where I got he- like Heath's wedding ring. And wow. So, yeah, and that's a big purchase. Yeah, it was a big purchase. Yeah. And it was all because of Pinterest. So it definitely is a really powerful tool for selling, which I never would have imagined. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been doing Pinterest for three months now as of, yeah. as of we're, we're recording today. How long does it normally take for someone to start seeing results once they start getting on Pinterest? Yeah, well, I know that when I first told you guys that I wanted to start doing this, I told you to give it about six months to start really seeing an impact. And I think that the account has kind of exploded in the past (laughs) few weeks. 
I think a big portion of that has to do with you had the WeBoost giveaway, mm-hmm. which just drove a ton of traffic. Yeah, so if you if you didn't sign up for the giveaway, we used a product called Gleam. We'll link out to that in the show notes. And whenever you do a giveaway, people get entries by completing tasks. So one of our tasks was for people to follow us on Pinterest. And I think we got four or 500 followers just through that two, I think it was a two-week promotion time. Mm-hmm. So, so that helps a lot. Just having more followers in general Yeah, helps. just having traffic, but also followers don't necessarily even matter. Pinterest is a search engine. Mm-hmm. It's social media, but it's not like Facebook. You're not commenting on people's pins, really. Can You're you on, comment on people's you, pins? You can. People just don't really do it as much. So it's like a social media, but people aren't social there. They're going to look at pretty pictures and buy stuff. Yeah. If you're <laughs> social, maybe you're using like a group board. Okay. I don't go on there and I'm like, oh, look, Alyssa pinned this thing, unless it's something that I'm interested in. Yeah, like, it's not like you're going to like it. Yeah. So I feel like they've kind of made this decision, like, hey, we're not going to be a social media. We're going to be a search engine. We're yeah. going to be this this tool. Yeah, it's a search engine for blog posts. So if you are a blogger, you need to be using it. There you go. Takeaway right there. If you have a blog, you need to be on Pinterest. We have realized the power. I've got some stats since Kelsey has taken over our Pinterest. Like I said before... We were getting solid four to six views from Pinterest to our website, which, I mean, I thought that was pretty good considering we weren't really on Pinterest. (laughs) So, you know, something is better than nothing. But now looking at it, in the past seven days, we've had almost 2,500 views to our website and almost 6,000 views in the last 30 days. But our total for the whole year is only 15,000. So you can really see how in the past month, especially, it's it's really ramped up. Yeah, and I just want to take a second to just congratulate us. I feel like that's pretty this is good. All you. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but like you doing the giveaway and then like promoting it because I mean, we'll get a boost every time you promote it to your existing audience. Hmm. And it's been a team effort, but I think we've we've done really good so far. Like, I mean, I said six months. It's only been three. I'm excited to see where we are in six months. Yeah, I am too. We've we've had to actually restructure all of our goals around Pinterest because Kelsey was so successful. All right, so let's talk about your Pinterest strategy. Just okay. outline everything that you've done for us. Okay, so the first thing we had to do was decide between, like, you had your own account and Heath had his own account. Right. So we had to decide whose account we were going to use. Which, and so, I mean, yeah, we decided to use yours. You had a few more followers than he did. You started out with about like 300 followers. Mm-hmm. And again, not that that's the main thing you want to look for, but you don't want to you know, necessarily start the account from zero if you don't have to. There's right. already some activity there. So what we did is we took that account. We upgraded it to a business account. That was the first thing. Cause then Which you get is, analytics. that's free to it's do, free. right? Yeah, it's free. It's very easy to do. We can put some notes in the show notes on how to do that. And then we went through and we cleaned up the account. We also edited and hid. So you can have secret boards in Pinterest. All of my um, wedding inspiration and like dessert boards where it's, you know, just nothing but pictures of chocolate and s'mores. Hit all of those so that our account actually looked kind of professional and not like it's just some 25-year-old white girl 
sitting on her couch on Saturday pinning pretty pictures. As as great as those wedding boards were, they did have to go secret. Though the s'mores and dessert recipes, I did actually save some of those because we have a camping recipes board right. now, which you should go check out. It's great. But yeah, we changed the name. Mm-hmm. And then we cleaned up the boards. We added the description. And by change the name, you mean now it's Heath and Alyssa rather than just being But not Alyssa just Padgett. that. It's Heath and Alyssa. And then it says like full-time RV travel bloggers. Because so, you want those keywords in there with the name. That's what I was going to ask. So the keywords are helping people find us. Yes. You want to put keywords anywhere that you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say like borderline keyword stuffing, but kind of borderline <laughs> keyword stuffing. Because you like, you want Pinterest and you want the algorithm to know. Like Heath and Alyssa, they are known for RVing. People go to them for RVing. They are bloggers. They are RVers. Those are the terms you really want to rank for. So you want to have some keywords in your name. So you can do like line after your name and then put some keywords in there. Okay. So we've got that. Yeah. What else did you do for your strategy? After we've got our business account set up. Yes. And then we got the business account. We got the name. We added a description that says like, we're Heath and Alyssa. This is what we do. This is who we help. This is why you should follow us. Basically, this is why we are the best. This is why we're the best. <laughs> Talk about. I think it says like that you're filmmakers, that you're RVers, and then it has a call to action, and it says is RV on two thousand dollars a month yeah. course, travel on two k a month course. Yes, yes. So we have that. So it says your course, and then it has the link, mm-hmm. and so you have that call to action, so people can click on that, which is getting people back to our website. Yes, yes. And then we not only cleaned up the boards. But we also created like, okay, we have the one of the main things you need to have as a blogger is you need to have your best of the blog board. And that mm-hmm. should be your number one board. It's the first one. It's the most important. And it has all of your pins in it. Okay. And so that's the main one and we by, on. And by my pins, just anything that leads to my website. Anything from your website. Okay. You don't want other people's stuff in there. Like it's just yours. If they want to see your pins, that's where they go. Okay. And so that's what you want to have on there first. That's what you want to work on. But if you have no pins in there first, you want to make sure you hide it until you have at least like 10 to 20 pins, just so there's something in there. Okay. And then you want to create some other boards for related topics. So we have some for like RV life, camping recipes. We have RV hacks and Mm -hmm. tips. We have all of those. And you want to create those boards and you want to put like 30 pins in there. So just go on a little bit of a pinning spree. Which, find some which stuff. pinning is fun. Pinning is fun. You can really fun. get down a rabbit hole. Yeah, you can learn so much. So just <laughs> go in there, find like 30 pins. At least it'll kind of build out the account so you'll have a little bit of information in there. And then... So right when you say that, that is so that when new people come to our account, they see that we're like consistently pushing out content. Is that kind of the idea? Well, one, you want to kind of set up the account for success and show that you have content in there and it okay. is relevant. Okay. And then we'll talk about like building it on top of that. But that's basically what we did to kind of get the account started. Okay. As the first steps. Okay. So I know if we had to sit on there every single day pinning new stuff so that people kept seeing our name, that would take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So we use something called Board Booster. Yes, we do. Tell me how this works because honestly, I set it up. I just created the login and sent over the password to Kelsey and kind of let her take the reins. Actually, someone asked me the other day, they were like, what have you done to grow your Pinterest? And I said, well, we use this thing called Board Booster. And they're like, oh, tell me what it does. I'm like, I'm at a loss. I'm not totally sure, but I know someone you can ask. So tell me what it does to make it better. Okay, so Board Booster is our secret weapon. Oh. 
it's so you're it getting the secret weapons over here secret weapon so it is a pinterest automation tool so there's two main tools that are out there there's board booster and then there's tailwind mm-hmm. so they're both great we're actually going to be starting to use tailwind but really i recommend starting with board booster mm-hmm. because of this feature that we have been using to build the account and that is called pin sourcing campaigns So once you have all of your boards kind of set up, you got like 30 pins to get them started. And that's in case like you, you know, you leave it for a couple days, at least if people see it, it'll look nice. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to start automating your Pinterest. So you're going to go in for each of these boards, like RV life, for Mm -hmm. example, you set up a pin sourcing campaign, which means that you pick, I'd say like maybe two to three boards of other influencers on Pinterest. So like Crazy Family Adventure has an RV Life board. Yeah. So you connect that with Board Booster. You say, hey, follow this board. Yeah. You say like, this board is awesome. I'm going to put in the URL and I'm going to tell Board Booster that once a day, I want you to go in, pick a pin from that board, Mm -hmm. and I want you to put it in my RV Life board. And so you just do that. And if you have five plus boards that you're doing this with, it's really easy to get up to like 30 pins a day, which is great. Okay. And so, and I know we, we pay monthly like $10 for this, right? Yeah. We pay, I think you pay for about a thousand pins at a time. Oh, okay. Is what you do. So say, oh man, this, now I'm having to do math. Say we do a hundred pins a day to make it easy. Then we hit a thousand pins in 10 days and that's my $10. Mm -hmm. And that's just pinning other people's stuff for me on my boards. That's what that campaign is for. Okay. Yeah. So that's good for people just seeing your name and seeing that you post good content. So is the idea then with that just to get followers? The main reason you're going to do this is because you want to be consistently pinning content. Okay. And you want Pinterest to recognize you as a content curator. So like Pinterest will see I'm pinning and they'll pick me up in the algorithm, basically, exactly. is what you're saying. That is why you're doing it. And that is key with any search engine that you're ever going to be on. Make sure you develop a strategy that will get you picked up by the algorithm because you have to work so much less if yeah. you can get the search engine to favor you. And I know we're getting really technical here. We're going to have a download and a lot of notes on the show notes page. So if you if you just go to the show notes, then you can see all this stuff written out so that you can really develop your own strategy. Yeah. Okay, so we just talked about Pinterest automation tool is what it's called. Yeah, and that's just like one section of what these tools can do. There is so much. But I I really recommend like after everything we've done, I think that you should set up the pin sourcing campaigns before you even get into just going on like a canvas spree and making a bunch of pins for yourself because there's actually more involved in that than most people think about. Right. I would set that up so that while you're creating those images – the account's already doing itself. Yeah, it's already working for you. Yeah, it's working for you. And all you have to do is just every day just go in there and check it to make sure like weight loss pins don't just get in your camping recipe board. Okay. Because that would be terrible. I, I actually did notice once, I don't know if it was weight loss, but it was, it was one like of those... an eyeglasses yeah, one. Yeah, it was an ad for eyeglasses <laughs> ends like, up on my camping recipes. <laughs> <laughs> so you never know what's going to happen. So just check it a couple times a, a week. Yeah, I mean, you make sure you don't do it random every day. Stuff. Yeah, just do it like a couple times a week just to make sure that no random pins cuz that will happen. I mean, yeah. everyone's, you know, using these automation tools now. So that's why you want to really be selective with the boards that you use on your pin sourcing campaign. I can't recommend using this enough. It's been so great to just know that like every day no matter what we do, if we can't touch it for a couple days, it's pinning up to 35 pins a day. Wow. It's great. So there is a limit on it. 
Uh, it's as many as you really oh, want well, to the, pin. It's the limit for what we pay for. Yes. Well, okay. I that's just what I set it up as. I made it so sometimes if it's a board where, oh, I really like Jet Setter's pins. Because we do like destinations and then mm-hmm. I love our travel quotes board. It's amazing. We actually, I actually looked at it recently and it is very beautiful. Thank you. I, that's <laughs> why I really, really wanted to be selective on that. Because you want to show Pinterest that you are a curator of this content. So you want to be really careful that not only do you want to pin relevant content, but also like really good looking content. Because then people will repit you. Mm-hmm. you know, people will see your name more. Yeah. And that's actually something else that we were talking about. We were talking about just brand impressions. So this strategy that we're talking about right now, that's not going to get you clicks back to your website, which that was our ultimate goal, getting people to our website. But we're getting a ton of brand impressions. Kelsey was saying that before we were averaging 2,000, quote, brand impressions a month, which is very low. And now that we're just pinning it all, mostly using this tool, we get mm-hmm. 200,000 impressions a month. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's double what web traffic we're going for. Yeah. I mean, that's people seeing your camping recipes. That's people seeing your post about the RV terms you should know. Mm-hmm. Like it's a mix of all of that because the pin sourcing campaigns will get that traffic to the account and then they'll see everything else. And then once you kind of start to create your own images... And you kind of get more towards like 50% your content, 50% other people's content. The algorithm already knows you're relevant. And so as you post more of your content, it's just going to be boosted so much more. I feel like this is like brilliant. But I also feel like as a blogger, I've made maybe four or five pinnable images in my lifetime. And I always assumed that's the first step. Just make a pinnable image, put it on your post. And then, you know, once the post goes live, go pin it to your RV board, whatever, whatever you blog about board. And that's all you do. Yeah. And I mean, you can start that way, but I just feel like I know myself, like when I'm making pinnable images, unless you're like, oh my gosh, I love making pinnable images. And I'm just going to do this thing of Pinterest all day, every day, (laughs) which I've never met anyone like that. (laughs) I mean, I borderline, but you're not going to sit there and just like make pinnable images all the time. You already have like 500 blog posts. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a big project to go back and make all those posts. So at least now, whenever we make one, it just goes straight into the system. Okay. And it just starts doing well. So if I, like, I just posted a blog post on project management mm-hmm. and I created a pin for it because Kelsey created a template. So now I can create pins super easily. And I instantly pinned it to, I think, best of the blog. Mm-hmm. So if I post it to that, then, I mean, what happens? Because I know you have something set up with Board Booster for that board. Yes. So another thing you can do is you can loop content. So I have it set. Okay. So like once a day, it's going to grab one of those pins and it's going to pin it again. And that way it'll just kind of keep that refresh. So it'll keep showing up on people's news feeds in Pinterest. Okay. And so they'll kind of start to keep seeing it. So kind of like with Facebook ads, if you boost a post for a couple dollars, so pe- more people see it by having it loop and having it post continuously. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you don't want to po- loop too much because you don't want to have, there's something called a, a duplicate pin mm-hmm. rate in there. You don't want to have like too many of the same pin in one board. Okay. Because that can hurt you. You know, like Google has their like things that will hurt your your ranking. Right. You don't want to have this this rate too high. And Board Booster will kind of keep that from happening. You can delete. I feel like we're going pins. on a rabbit hole. Yeah, you. That's the thing, because like you can delete pins, but then like I've heard a little bit back and forth on this, because like if you delete it then that pin may have gotten picked up six months from now. I think it's more, you want to have more pins in that account and then it won't matter as much. Okay. 
think we're getting a little bit too technical. So let's <laughs> let's drive back some. Let's talk about just pinnable images. Because yes. whenever I go to Pinterest, there are some gorgeous photos. Everything is beautiful. Everything is very colorful, mm-hmm. very bright. And I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not a photographer. And anything that I do, we can, like, it's basically never going to compare to all these amazing stock photos that people are, are using. Mm-hmm. So how can I design a good pen? Okay, so one, try your best to take the best photos possible. Use an app called A Color Story mm-hmm. to try to get really good editing on your photo. Just, like, really try to take tasteful photos because photos are everything. So you said an app. Mm-hmm. So iPhone photos. Yeah, iPhone photos. Like you can take great photos on your phone, but just please make them vertical. If you do <laughs> any horizontal photos, I will be so sad and sad. Kelsey is just really sad. So please don't do that. Yes, Kelsey has nagged me about this so much because as a blogger and as a videographer, everything we do is always horizontal with the camera because if you film vertical, that is the dumbest thing. Don't yeah. ever do it. Yeah. But if you pin something horizontal, that's the dumbest thing. Yeah. So it's very annoying whenever you're taking photos. Say you're taking a photo of your RV on the Pacific Coast Highway and it's so beautiful. Take a horizontal image. Take a vertical image. Mm-hmm. Always have both. And that helps too because then if you're, you know, you're doing a blog post and you can use the horizontal one as mm-hmm. your blog featured yeah. image. That, and that will do well on Facebook, Twitter, etc. But your vertical one will look beautiful on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So always do both. Anytime I take a photo, it's like, here's horizontal, here's vertical, here's square. I just have mm-hmm. everything already done and then that and then, way I have it. Yeah, then your editing is like 10 times easier because you don't have to crop and resize yeah. and move. Because sometimes when you crop it, you crop out stuff. Yep. And you know, like if you take a horizontal photo and you make it vertical, you're not going to get the whole RV. That's fine. Like I can do that for plenty of pins. But also like when you're taking a photo, think about where the text is going to go. If you have a photo mm. and the subject of the photo, say the RV, if it's like horizontal and you just get that RV in there, there's no room for anything else. Right. Because you can still use that photo. You might just put a color overlay over it. Which is what we do on most of our pins because we do not have, you know, optimized photos mm-hmm. yet and another thing too is you were talking about stock photography if you don't have good photos use stock photography just make it relevant because like pinterest is starting to be able to tell that like if you're mm-hmm. talking about project management tools like don't use like a picture of a plant that's just it's <laughs> irrelevant pinterest is not gonna like that a lot of people still do that because it's like oh it's pretty it's like a white desk and like yeah that looks really nice but it, it honestly bothers me a little bit sometimes when i'm like oh cool project management tools oh it's a, it's a plant that's yeah it's cool right you want that connection. You want like a computer. So mine, for my, my project management pin, I used a horizontal photo because I still have not learned my lesson yet. But I, you know, resized it so it's me sitting behind a computer. Is that good? Can you have people in your images? Is you that good? Can. That's it. That's kind of a, a source of debate too. I would say for you guys, your following knows who you are. And I think it kind of helps you as a brand. Okay. Um, I have heard that you shouldn't show people's faces. You can see like in a lot of fashion pins, they have sunglasses on or they Mm -hmm. don't even show their face. So there have been kind of some debate about that. And I've heard the same thing actually about Instagram that people don't want to see other people's faces because then it's like you can picture yourself. Exactly. That's what they say. So that's why in some of your pins, I've used like you and Heath standing side by side Mm -hmm. and you just see the back of you. So people can be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to imagine that's me. Right. In that photo. Standing on top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So those, the, like, that's 
You're wanting people to feel something mm-hmm. when they're seeing your pain. Like, you want them to see their dreams and their desires and imagine their life. And you want them to be so compelled by your amazing image that they click on your <laughs> blog post. And they find really relevant content when they get there. It's key. So we've got our images. Yes. They relate. Where do we put them? Okay, you want to have the image on your blog post. Okay, where in the blog post? I would above the, the fold top. at the very end? I'd say above the fold. I mean, a lot of people, they put like a full-size image right there at the front. We use ours a little bit smaller mm-hmm. because I know you guys, you want it that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been kind of a source of debate for us too on if we should have the full image because when we make them smaller, it shows up smaller on Pinterest. Yeah, and I, I just noticed that recently. So I mimicked the way our pins are laid out from Michelle of Making Sense of Sense. Because I really like the way that you've got, she's got her title and you can see the article starting on the left side and you can see the pin on the right side. And she actually uses a lot of calls to action like, hey, pin this. Yeah. Pin this and, and save it for later. And she, I know, was talking on the podcast before about how successful Pinterest is Yeah, and she's, for her. she rocks at Pinterest. But then I see other like mommy bloggers, whatever, who post things on Pinterest and they use this pin and they make it like huge so it, the whole first page of the blog is just this pin you yeah. don't even see any text yet which i personally think is super annoying but these are the people that are actually really successful on pinterest i mean you definitely don't miss it yeah you don't miss it <laughs> you almost like accidentally click it just trying to get through it and if you're already on idea. pinterest then you might as well pin it because it's there okay so like i said those people tend to be more successful or maybe they're just blogging and saying they're more successful i don't know what's the right thing to do i my thing is I'm kind of considering maybe like a small pin at the top and then the mm-hmm. large pin at the very bottom. Oh, so you hit them twice. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. But then you're going to have two different sizes floating around Pinterest, but I don't think that necessarily matters. Because people don't notice the size until they click on it. Yeah. When it's just in the feed, Pinterest kind of regulates mm-hmm. all those widths. Yeah, so I'm wondering if maybe we should experiment with that. and then Because that might just be the bottom one is just for us to pin. Because mm-hmm. we what we do is we put that pin in the blog post and then I pin it from the blog post. So it's that pin. And then I take the link from the pin and I put it in the image. So if you click on the image, it'll take you straight to Pinterest. If you click on the pin it button, it'll take you to Pinterest. Yes, so I've been doing the same thing and it is a little bit of a hassle. Mm-hmm. But that means, so some people don't have like a Pinterest plugin on their mm-hmm. Chrome. I do so that anytime my mouse hovers over an image, a little P, you know, mm-hmm. comes up encouraging me mm-hmm. to pin it. And I've installed this just as a blogger to mm-hmm. make this easier for me. Yeah. And it's totally free. So I would highly recommend it if you're going to be doing this strategy. So I've got my, my blog post published. I've got my pinnable image. I click pin, write my little description, get it all posted. And then I click see it now because Pinterest will actually always mm-hmm. give you that option after you pin something. It'll take me to the actual URL of the pin, mm-hmm. which is a, a crap ton of numbers that you're never going to remember. <laughs> yeah. So you have to see it now, go to the pin, mm-hmm. copy the URL, go back to your blog, hit edit post, then add the URL to the image mm-hmm. and then hit save. And then your blog post is ready. So it is a lot of additional steps, but that means if someone ever goes to your site and they just click on the image, which people, mm-hmm. if you're like me, you accidentally click on stuff all the time. It will take you to our Pinterest and there's another impression and there's another chance for people to repin it and see your content. And also an image is way bigger than that little pin it button. Yeah, so, like, the pin it buttons are small. When I hover over an image, 
I'm so much more likely to click on it because I'm like, oh, that's pretty. Oh, it's clickable. What what does it lead me to? Yes. You know, I'm, I'm curious. It's piqued I'm, my interest at this I'm point. I'm always curious what images are linked out to. Yeah, I'm like, it might just link out to itself, but it's, yes. it's there. I'm always <laughs> bummed when that happens. <laughs> yeah, but when depressing. it takes you, you know, to Pinterest or whatever, you yeah. never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Okay, so I think you mentioned this earlier. Heath and I have about 500 posts on our website. Mm-hmm. Maybe 40 of those, maybe, mm-hmm. have pinnable images, which... That's like less than 10%. Yeah. So does every single post that we have need to have a pinnable image? Just the good ones? Just the ones we think would would do well with our audience? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Well, what we started with is you gave me a list of the highest ranking ones Mm -hmm. for SEO. And so I started with that. And I wanted to fill out at least 25 to 30 for that best of blog board to get that up and running. Okay. And then now we've been going through, you have your list of the best of the blog on your website. And so those kind of coincided with the list you gave me for SEO articles. And so we've pretty much got most of those now. And so now going back through the posts, not every blog post you've ever written for your blog is going to be Pinterest worthy. Okay. It's the Pinterest really likes those listicles and the how to's. So 31 RV terms you should know mm-hmm. or RV accessories that you should have which is better good Sam or passport America those mm-hmm. things that are really relevant to search terms that people will put on Pinterest if it's something a little bit more like a story it might still be compelling I mean mm-hmm. your that time my husband locked me in the shower pin actually does pretty well oh. it's just one of my favorite posts because I think it's really funny <laughs> So things like that where it's very on brand for you, you can still make it work because it's fun to have. Like you might in the future have a whole board of RV stories and people will think that's funny and that could be really cool for the brand. But there might be some where you talk about like, I don't know, we went on this trip and... Like I have a post that's like someone asked me what I'm struggling with and it's just like all like this two-week story about Mm. everything that was going wrong yeah that if it doesn't have like a a clear like this is how I can help you kind of thing like people are gonna go on Pinterest and be like how can you help me okay so if it doesn't have that I mean you can still make a pin for it It might still work really well because I mean people might be struggling with the same things Mm -hmm. but it may not be the first pin you go to right because if you do a pin and then the title is like things I'm struggling with this week I mean that could be anything Right. You could be struggling with anything. It could be like that you ran out of milk. It could be the like your RV broke down. Like I yeah. don't know. And it's not super clip- clickable unless we yeah. have like a really clear image. Which... Yeah. All right. So there's a post not to do. And I will say our three most popular pins are that 13 RV essentials. And I think the subtitle that's on there is like everything you need to buy after you buy an RV. Yeah. Which is, you know, sewer hoses, all that crap. <laughs> <laughs> crap sewer. <laughs> that's nice. that's what RVing memberships are best which is, you know, posing a question and we compare five RVing memberships and then that 31 RVing terms, which Mm -hmm. has only been up for a couple weeks, but that one got just huge engagement as Mm -hmm. soon as it got pinned. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing on that note, you have 500 blog posts. Not Mm -hmm. everyone does. I mean, I just started blogging. I've blogged like three times. (laughs) I mean, not all my posts have been like Pinterest worthy. So what you can do if you're a new blogger is Mm -hmm. that for each post, make three different looking images. You can test out how the images look, and also it creates a lot more content for your best of blog board. And then put all three images throughout your blog post. Um, Or you could just pick one. You could just do the one, and then the other two are just for Pinterest. Okay. So just go into Pinterest directly 
and just pin it and then link it to that blog post. Which there's a big plus sign on Pinterest where you can add it where you don't have to have it actually in your post. So it can look pretty on your website, look very clean, but on actual Pinterest world, you could have all these different images that all redirect to the same post. Yeah, exactly. So that's a good strategy. Yeah. All right. So I know something that you've talked to us about and something that I learned today is that Pinterest is huge for buying products. Yes. And you know that one of our goals is to really increase our affiliate income and our product income. So right now we have two products, just my book and Heath's book. And I guess our conference is kind of a product, but not really something that you would you would sell on Pinterest. But you've mentioned just kind of creating a strategy for how to be making money from Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of dismissed it because for me, I don't I don't see how that would work for us. Mm-hmm. So what would be the strategy? Yeah, so the strategy there is to do affiliate marketing with your Pinterest account. And that can kind of happen two different ways. So like for Amazon, what I would say is to make a really compelling pinnable image or more than one for your blog posts that are rich in affiliate links. So not having the actual Pinterest link go to like an affiliate link. So like it wouldn't go to like Michelle's course or something. That's another way to do it. But just kind of focusing on the posts that already have affiliate links. So we have two Mm -hmm. posts right now that I can think of that have good affiliate links, which Mm -hmm. is that RVing Essentials one, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, my first first taste. And then our gifts for RVers, which Mm -hmm. is going to be posting here in December. Yeah. So those are the ones, like, how – I know they have affiliate links in them, but how do I get people to click on them? So you want to promote those more. So you want to put them in your best of blog. You want to put them in your other boards. You want to promote them on your other social media. You want to put them in group boards, which we're not even going to get into today. <laughs> just so much on Pinterest. Um, but you want to promote them in these different places and really push those. And like, if you're feeling really fancy, you can do um, an ad for it. And then you just boost it even more. So there's just all these different ways you can do that. So that's one way to do the affiliates. And then another way is to create like a board of like our favorite affiliate products. You want to make sure you, you know, emphasize affiliate so people know. But again, so many people go on Pinterest to buy stuff. They're like, oh, cool. Like Keith and Alyssa's favorite stuff. Like they wouldn't, it wouldn't phase them. So Mm -hmm. in there, then you're going to go in, find your favorite stuff. So say you're on like Old Navy and you're like, I love this. Mm -hmm. And like, this is a great flannel shirt. And you go in through your affiliate program through Old Navy and you pin that image. I feel like I need to like join Old Navy's affiliate program now. I've heard it's kind of hard actually really? to get in there. So I, I don't didn't know. even know they had one. They do. Most people do. And there's also a lot of these different services. And I, I know of this because I have Michelle's course. Right. So uh, it's awesome and you should buy it because <laughs> it tells you all these different places you can do affiliates. So like if you take her course and you mm-hmm. do like Pinterest at the same time, you're making like bukus of money. I don't know. We'll have to link out with my affiliate link to uh, Michelle's course in the, in the show notes. But I was actually going through her course for a second time this past week mm-hmm. looking at where, where are the places that I can find more affiliate links because I was updating our resources page and one, realizing there's no pin for our resources page, mm-hmm. so I'm going to put that on your to-do list. I think it's already on the to-do list. <laughs> there we go. And because, uh, you know, that's going to have a, a good heavy affiliate But you want to have, like, a good title. That's why it's still on my to-do list. I wanted to mm-hmm. see, like, how you wanted to title that. You, yeah. Like, our favorite are the entrepreneur resources or something. I don't know. So, so see, there's, there's so much to, to get into with, with Pinterest because it is... 
I feel like it can be so much, especially when you have to research, you know, mm-hmm. titles and taking all the images and making all the pinnacle images. It can be a lot. So we do have a download on the show notes page that you can hop on over there to heathenalyssa.com and develop your own strategy based on everything that we've done in this episode. I know we got super technical. Kelsey mm-hmm. knows so much more than I do about Pinterest. She's saying these these words and looking at me like I should know what is happening with my own Pinterest account. <laughs> I do not, but it's mm-hmm. it's been amazing and the results have been phenomenal. So thank you so much, Kelsey, for not just your knowledge, but for being on the podcast today, sharing it with everyone. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. If you want to grab the show notes, head over to heathenalissa.com slash episode 107. And we'll see you next week on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.